0: Hi, this is Bo Bridges, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Look, if if my girl already called you with the information, you know, I'm wasting my time being here. No. I could be booking
1: no, Sly, no, you know, no, up no, in no, Seattle no, in a month. No, if I just I... Said, I said who's on first? That's right. That's right. Ooh, what a nice no, name. You, that, you. That, I, that's right. That's wrong. Optimistic. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's That's defiant. That's wrong. I think hey, I like that. Mr. Sorry, Mr. Mr. Hickenlooper, mm? it's not that's right. Mm-hmm. It's not that's wrong. Well, then who's on first? Who's on first? Who is on first? Who is on first? Who? 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 Who's on first? That's right! That's right!
0: I've got that
1: value. Ed Roberts along with Chuck Carter welcoming you back to TV Confidential Man. Radio, Man. talk show about television, television that television is happy television. to bring you part two of a conversation That's that began last week with That's Emmy Award winning actor, author, director, That's... comedian, musician, political satirist, impressionist, radio personality, and voice artist extraordinaire Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer, the voice of Mr. Burns, Ned Flanders, Smithers, and many other characters on The Simpsons and the actor known around the world as Derek Smalls, the bass player in This Is Spinal Tap. Harry's radio show, Le Show, is a weekly hour-long romp through the world's media, politics, sports, and show business peppered with an eclectic mix of music, Selections that range from Dr. John to Chuck Berry to Ella Fitzgerald and the Knickerbockers. The weekend of Friday, December 3rd, marks the 38th anniversary of the premiere of Lay Show. Lay Show is heard every week on NPR stations and other public radio stations throughout the United States and around the world. You can also hear it for free as a podcast on demand, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast, as well as Harry Shearer. Chuck Carter also with us. Chuck and I were asking Harry about the origins of Spinal Tap, their initial television appearance circa 1979, in which they performed the song Rock and Roll, nightmare and the events that led to the development of This is Spinal Tap, the motion picture, and the pivotal role that Norman Lear played in making the movie possible. As we pick up the conversation, we'll throw it to Chuck, who has a few more questions for Harry about Spinal Tap.
2: After the music machine, Spinal Tap did their first eight-city tour, I think, with David Caffinetti on keyboards, you know, the, the movie actor group, and climaxed with them playing on Saturday Night Live where they performed...
0: No, 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 no. Uh, that, that tour climaxed with us, pardon me, playing the uh, the <laughs> Seattle Center uh, at a festival called... Oh, God. Uh, bumpers, uh, another name for an umbrella. Oh. Anyway, it was a festival in Seattle on, I believe, Labor Day weekend of the year that the film came out. We didn't do Saturday Night Live until 4 or 4. Um, bumbershoot no bumbershoot thank you um no i i misspoke sorry we did do saturday night live that year that's odd yes we
2: we must have my my question was this and and david told me because he was there he said keyboard bass 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 bass, lead bass rhythm bass it was so bassy that lights were shattering in the NBC yeah. studio.
0: Um, no, the year we did Saturday Night Live was four years later, because that's the year that I rejoined that show, and Chris came along as well. Uh, so it wasn't the year the movie came out. I'm just getting my chronology straight there. Yeah, yeah okay. well, when we played uh, Big Bottom, I mean, it was always like that. Uh, <laughs> we played uh, Live Earth at uh, Wembley Stadium, and there were 19 bass players on stage, because it was the bass players of every ba- every other band that played that festival along with us. Uh, so that was, I think, the largest number of bass players that I, I've ever played with uh, in the Spinal Tap context. Uh, not that I've played with a lot of bass players in any other context, but just uh, 19, I think, is the record.
2: Well, that was a heavy show. Yeah. So two yeah. more quick questions. There were reports at the time that heavy metal Awesome Dude fans would see the movie and go, well, they're not as good as Ozzy, and not realize it was a satire. Mm-hmm. When you guys toured, would you have drunk or stoned Awesome Dudes coming up to you, not realizing the joke? With some, um, yeah. Um, you'd look at the audience, and some would be just people who came to the,
0: the headbanging show that night in town. Uh, and then there were other people who were singing the lyrics along with us, so it, it was a, a good mixture. What I learned from that experience is that, um, and I guess this doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> um, I say naively, but um, you know there used to be young young ladies, young women, who would gather uh, at the stage door uh, and and get admitted uh, backstage uh, yeah. at a rock and roll show. Go with me on this. Um, and, um, you know, for waiting for a chance to meet the guys in the band and, uh, and whatever. And uh, we found, uh, our experience was that those young ladies, those young women, appeared to self-select based on the lyrics of the band's best-known song or two.
2: Wow.
0: <laughs> so we were the band that was famous for Big Bottom.
2: <laughs> Cheeky. Well, so you got, you got to the seed of the groupie situation. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. One more so, uh... and then I'll throw it to Ed. Spinal Tap is reunited off and on several times in the mm-hmm. time since the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you guys did the acoustic uh, tour some years ago and did Spinal mm-hmm. Tap songs along with the Folksman and that's thing um any tap in the horizon do you think it might ever happen again in any way well all i can say is we're we're
0: approaching uh, in two or three years the uh 40th anniversary of the release of the film and i think something may happen
2: oh that's good because uh it's just funny it, it just has a shelf life that keeps going i'll leave you one last little tidbit Uh, David Caffinetti, who is Viv Savage in the film, lives in uh, the Bay Area. And he's producing, and he's doing fine. And he says every now and then he puts a band together and goes to clubs as Viv and the Savages. (laughs) He packs it, and they scream for Big Bottom and all the songs. Mm -hmm. So Spinal Tap really endures, and many real rockers have loved the film. And they said that um, they got the VHS and started watching it on the tour buses and that's where the real cult status grew because they were going, well, we we haven't had it sit all practice either or you know whatever it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Anyway, Derek Small's full marks, man. And man, your solo album Derek was great. I have it and it's really good. So, thank watching. you. Thank you very much. There's a video of the live show based on that
0: record that's uh, going to come out sooner, sooner or later, but uh, hopefully sooner. Um you know, you remind me of. Uh, I think we. I think this is an actual provable fact wow. that the most covered non-hit ever is Big Bottom. <laughs> so there you go.
2: Okay. It'd be great to hear a polka version of it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, call him Weird Al. I mean, his dad is. His dad is still alive. He was a polka man,
2: you know. Yeah, yeah. That would be great. Anyway, Harry, keep rocking, man. Thank you, and, uh, thank you
1: keep going Okay, Harry Shearer is on the line with us. Harry Shearer, the actor known around the world as bass player Derek Smalls on this is Spinal Tap and the voice of Mr. Burns and many other characters on The Simpsons. Harry Shearer also the host of Les Show. Les Show a potpourri Abiding biting satire, probing interviews, comedy sketches, and eclectic music that is heard every week on NPR stations as well as continental public radio stations throughout the United States and around the world. Les Show also available for listening on demand. podcast through apple Podcasts, spotify harryshearer.com and wherever else you find podcasts stay with us folks we'll be right back hi i'm chris gethard and i'm very excited to tell you about beautiful anonymous a podcast where i talk to random people on the phone i tweet out a phone number thousands of people try to call you talk to one of them they stay anonymous i can't hang up that's all the rules i never know what's going to happen we get serious ones i've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison i've talked to people who survived mass shootings crazy funny ones. I talk to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. In our open, we described you as an impressionist. Do you prefer the term impressionist or impersonator? Because some people interchange the two terms.
0: I don't use either, so I don't care. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I do characters, that's all I say. And whether they're real or fictional, it's, it's not really that much of a difference, you know. I mean, all the voices that I, all the people that I perform as on The Simpsons, our sounds, or the way they sound is something I made up as opposed to basing on somebody that already existed. But then I also, as you mentioned, do the characters of people who do exist as well. So it's kind of the same thing. So I just call them characters.
1: When did you first realize you had a gift for mimicking or creating characters?
0: Uh, my dad had a tape machine, uh, and, uh, when I was about six or seven, I started playing with it and, uh, doing stuff. And I, I remember doing, you know, multiple voices and making little shows. And it was at a time when I had the little, the little boy voice. And, uh, I thought about it much later and thought, God, that must've sounded strange to my parents walking by and, and hearing all these Pieces of dialogue spoken by what in fact was the same voice. I mean, it was all, I I couldn't do much with it. It was a little boy voice. And so I was thinking about that uh, and realizing, you know, because so much of what kids do as play is really uh, rehearsing for work when you're grown up. And I couldn't be rehearsing my voice because I didn't have a, a real voice yet. I was rehearsing my ear, I was developing. You know my sense of oh this person sounds this way, and although I couldn't reproduce it, I was building in my head the ability to recognize and remember and sort of you know categorize a voice. Um, that was my ear. So um, I was doing that from you know seven onwards.
1: About how long does it take for you to get a character down to get a voice down before you before you feel ready to perform it?
0: You know the the. Usually, I either got it or I don't got it. Uh, you know, it's like because normally the people that I um, uh the real people that I'm doing uh, my interpretation of, are people who drive me crazy for one reason or another. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I've got it from from the get go. Some very few I've had trouble with. Uh, I did Geraldo Rivera once, and I just didn't, wasn't quite happy with it, never quite got it. It drove me crazy, but, you know, what can you do? And then uh, it's taken me some time to really focus—not focus on, but you know, uh, hone in on Joe Biden. But normally, it's really like, you know, it—it can get better uh, along the way. But normally, I've—I've got it from from scratch.
1: Well, you can hear Harry's Joe Biden on the Lay Show. You can also hear his Mitch McConnell, which I think you got down, Pat, and uh, his Chuck Schumer. Uh, other characters, Real and Imagined, every week on Les Show, available, Harryshear.com as well as every week on, on NPR stations and CPR stations across the country. One final point before we let you go.
0: Okay. And Before you, before you ask that, I just have to say, because somebody will get mad if I don't, the podcast is also available on Apple and Spotify.
1: And Apple and Spotify, and wherever else you find podcasts. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, one of the one of the fun things, you know, sampling the last few episodes especially is that, as you mentioned before, every now and then you will do an interview as part of the week's show. Mm-hmm. And you don't do interviews every week, but when you do have an interview, you let the guest talk. That is almost a lost form.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I I regard them more as conversations than interviews. Very often they're people who've. Uh, I mean, I don't do them very often, but when I do. A large percentage of them tend to be people whose books I've read and I think are really interesting, and I want to attract a larger audience for them, if in fact I have a (laughs) larger audience. Um, uh, And so it's not like you hear elsewhere where the shows are built on interviews, and the host may or may not have read Book in question, or seen the movie in question? I mean, Larry King, to take the obvious example, used to boast about never reading the books that were written by the authors he interviews. I want to ask the questions that the normal person would ask. <laughs> uh, so you know, uh, it's just a different approach. Uh, i As I say, I don't do it all that often. So, and I get I get plenty of airtime for my own voice, so I don't try to. Uh, horn in too much on it. Uh, I I really want the guest to have his or her say to the maximum amount possible.
1: And it's another way of rehearsing your ear, so to speak, which is a term I'd never heard before, but I love, and I'm going to appropriate that.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, it's it's just... I I very rarely interview people that you hear getting interviewed elsewhere. Uh, I mean, I interviewed... uh, the author of a book on COVID this year that uh, he, the book had just come out and he was being interviewed a couple of different places. But uh, normally I'm, I'm picking somewhat more obscure people or people who I've just discovered their book. It came out two years ago or something like that. So they're not uh, on a book
1: tour or anything. Harry Shearer is the host of Les Show, Les Show, a heady mix of biting satire, probing interviews, comedy sketches, and, eclectic music that is heard every week on NPR stations and CPR stations throughout the U.S. and around the world. It is also available for listening on demand iTunes, Spotify, wherever else you find podcasts as well as harryshearer.com Harry, thank you so much for joining us. Please join us again one of these days in TV Confidential. My pleasure, man. Thank you. Big bottle, the big- Learn more about Chuck Harder's latest project. Go to LilaLeedsBook.com. Lila Leeds, L-E-E-D-S. Lila Also, quick program note: When we had Ron Bacon on a few weeks back, we erroneously said that Vanessa Redgrave won her Oscar in 1977 for her performance in *The Turning Point*. Redgrave actually won the Oscar that year for her performance. In Julia. Several listeners pointed that out to us. We thank you for taking the time to do so and, as always, for listening to our program. We'll be back with more TV Confidential right after this.
0: Hi, this is Ellen Gere, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Thanks for the memory of Tinkling Temple Bell, alma mater yell.
1: Ed Robertson with a reminder that the next edition of TV Confidential will premiere next week on this station at the usual time. Our guests will include Ray Richmond, author of a new book on Betty White, and Mark Shaw, author of Collateral Damage, The Mysterious Deaths of Marilyn Monroe and Dorothy Kilgallen. We hope you'll join us for that. In the meantime, we have a few minutes left. Enough time to tell you that our friends at the Hollywood Museum not only reopened their doors for the first time in 20 months, they held their first lobby tribute last week Since the COVID-induced lockdown, a special pre-Veterans' Day occasion that paid tribute to Bob Hope and our World War II veterans that, under normal circumstances, would have taken place in 2020 to commemorate the 75th anniversary of the end of World War II. Among the items on display in the lobby of the Hollywood Museum are Bob Hope's USO jacket, plus books, marketing items, and just a few of the thousands of letters that the fighting men and women sent Bob Hope every day during World War II. Special guests at the unveiling of the Bob Hope Lobby Tribute included Bob Hope's daughter, Linda Hope, and Martha Bolton. Martha Bolton, the only full-time female writer that Bob Hope ever hired. The Hollywood Museum, of course, located at 1660 North Highland Avenue at Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood, California, in the famous Max Factor Building. As part of its reopening, the Hollywood Museum upgraded its ventilation and filtration system with hospital quality and school quality filters that will neutralize allergens and pollens in the air and eliminate 99.9% of the mold, germs, and viruses that can cause COVID-19. Masks, however, are still required at this time. The Hollywood Museum 16. 60 North Highland Avenue at Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood, California, in the famous Max Factor building. For tickets for more information, the thehollywoodmuseum.com. A reminder that behind the scenes from Hollywood to Broadway by Ray Clausen is available, amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. You can also enjoy The Kite Song, the 30-minute short film by Ron Bacon for free at ronbacon.net. Also a reminder that Spoken... The new horror thriller featuring even Anthony is available for viewing on demand on Amazon Prime, while they show the weekly mix of satire, comedy, and eclectic music hosted by Harry Shearer is heard every week on NPR stations and public radio stations throughout the United States and around the world. You can also hear it on demand as a podcast for free, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you find podcasts, as well as harryshearer.com. Com, They'll do it for our program. This week, folks, Ed Robertson, Baffer, Tony Figueroa, Donna Allenfield-Grice, and Greg Earbar. thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy, stay safe. We'll talk to you next time on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk.com